Welcome to Awesome Autism Parents Podcast with your hosts, Sarah and Lindsay. We're both board-certified behavior analysts. This is a podcast for parents to listen to and be left feeling connected, free, and empowered as a parent with a child on the spectrum. As behavior analysts in this field, we've really witnessed the impact of caring for a child on the spectrum. We really understand how challenging this might be, in which it led us to create this podcast. So we are here committed to help support you and connect you to a greater community of parents who you can relate to. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're so excited to get our second episode running. Hi, Sarah. How's it going? Hi, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. I'm glad everyone's back to listen. How's it going in Chicago? It's going good. Everyone, we are going to talk about avoidance today. And with that being said, we're going to focus on two points of avoidance. The first point will be about you as a parent and what things in your life you might avoid or have given up in your life. And the second point we're going to talk about is things that you might avoid with your child, such as family events, public outings, and other environments and activities. So with that being said, we will set another intention today. And our intention for you today is to listen and think about what you may avoid in your life and your life with your child. So now let's talk about avoidance. First, we're going to talk to you about you and your well-being and the things you avoid doing and why you avoid doing those things you love and want to do. Let's think about what avoidance may look like for you and how you might avoid or give something up in your life. So I just want you to be present to how this may apply to you individually in your life because this is going to look differently for everyone. How it's really important for you as a parent to take care of yourself for your happiness and therefore when you're happy, you're able to you know, commit the energy you want to to your child, to your family and other things in your life. It's really important for you to make sure that your lives don't become all about autism. And this can be easy to do because it's a really big main focus in your life and it's your child and you really care about them, but you also need to take care of yourself as well. Dealing with a child on the spectrum should be part of a parent's day-to-day, but it should not be your sole focus on it, which is extremely important for managing um, related stress that you may be having. So, Linz, why don't you give them you know, some ideas of what avoidance may look like for them in their life? What we've heard from some parents and what things you guys might avoid and relate to, so avoid taking time for yourself, doing things that you love, avoid asking questions and finding support. Avoid letting yourself feel as in an emotional aspect. Avoid having a social life, that hobby you love. Avoid creating new relationships, giving more attention to your spouse, family, and friends, and giving up going on vacations and weekend getaways, and like most importantly, eating well and exercise. And all of these examples that Lindsay just gave are really, really essential. And I feel that sometimes these may feel like extra things that you could tie into your schedule and that you feel like taking care of your child and some other priorities may come first before these things. And I want you as a parent to understand that these things that will create overall happiness and well-being in your life. So therefore you can show up the way that you want to for everyone else. So I want you to really take the time to think about what you might avoid in your life and things that you love 
doing that you may avoid. So this doesn't mean that you avoid the things you should do more of, but actually something you really want more of. And you just don't say, okay, you know, maybe I'll do it next time or I'll do this soon or eventually I'll get to it. Thinking about how you can make this happen for in the present moment and for that day really look at the workability factor in this. How can I make time for this in my life? What are the things I need to move around? Or what are some maybe bold requests I may ask of other people? If that's with your spouse saying, hey, you know, Monday night I have this book club. And, you know, would you be able to watch the kids Monday night? And then I could do that Tuesday night for you. To be able to offer this help and support and whatever that may look like in your family dynamic can really create some workability to tie these things into your everyday life. Right. We get so caught up in saying next time, soon, eventually. How many times do you say that and you don't actually get to it? Think about that next time. You really want to do something and there is no next time or soon. Just do it. Figure it out. Start planning. Take action. And just overall, there is a reason behind avoiding and why we avoid the things we love. And these are excuses. Really take the time to think about what excuses that may come up for a reason why you don't end up doing that thing. And some of these excuses, like you may be sharing in a second, Lindsay, could seem very validating or reasons that actually create you to think like, oh, no, this is something that is important to me and this needs to come first before myself. So, Linz, what are some examples that some of our parents shared with us that these may be reasons why they don't get to these other things that they want to do in their life and that's important to them? Right. And these are all very valid reasons and excuses, but just know that you can do both. And when something is a priority, like my child comes first or I need to take care of my child before anything, I don't have enough time in my day, I can't do that because X, Y, and Z. And the list goes on of excuses you might think in that moment of, I'm going to go to book club, but I can't because I got to get my child ready for their first day of school, which is totally valid. But why can't you do both? And there's just ways around it. And when we make excuses for everything, it stops us from actually pursuing our happiness and what we want to do. And it gets in the way of that. So really just take time for yourself. It's so important. Just remove all those excuses and come up with strategies that will allow you to do that thing that you avoid or you give up, that thing that you love and want to do. There are strategies that we've talked about that will allow you to pursue and take action. So put those excuses to the side and find support, find some relief when you do want to do those things. And I bet it'll feel good. Yeah, that's a great point, Lindsay. And just like acknowledge how these things do make you feel and acknowledge the difference it makes in your life, not only for you, but for your child, your family, other family members, friends, and you might see how essential and important this really is. So what I wanted to do is I want to take a second to share a parent's response from one of our feedback form. And one of the parents said, remember to take time for yourself without guilt. You come back refreshed and more patient. Having a chance to miss your children is so important. I really loved this response because I think it may be really easy for you to feel guilty about taking time for yourself if it's an extra thing like um, a night out with your friends or even just taking a few phone calls to catch up with someone, going to that extra yoga class, whatever that may look like in your life. Acknowledge how you show up when you come back from these activities and how much happier you are and how much more you have to offer and refresh. It's really important to 
take that time to recharge so you can almost reset and come back to you know your everyday life with taking care of yourself and your child and just realizing how important that is. So Lindsay, if you want to go into you know discussing a little bit further what I'm talking about, that would be great. You have to be able to take a little bit of time for yourself, even if it's only a few minutes, to get yourself back to neutral. Go exercise, go dancing, join a book club, or catch up on sleep. The more happier and rested you are, the better decisions you'll make for your child and your family. Definitely, definitely. You know, think of these things and, you know, you might even have new activities or what this may look like for you, which is very exciting and just brainstorm those things that may make you happy and how you can create that workability so that you can make the time for yourself. So now we're going to talk about how you might avoid doing things with your kid and those pitfalls of avoiding. So yeah, raising a kid with autism is tough and we really get that. It's challenging and it could end up just being more work than fun. We actually had a parent in our questionnaire responses say something similar to this, that there are many days where we make the choice not to go out because we know it will be more work than fun. Some parents avoid play dates, avoid running errands with your kid, family events, vacation, going to a park, going to restaurants, social gatherings, and trying your kid in maybe a new activity. Yeah, those are all really great examples. And, you know, you may not always be able to do things that a typical family can and go to eat out at your favorite restaurant all the times or run a million errands in a row or go to certain family and social events and vacations. It's just easier to just avoid this and make these excuses and just, I think, being more self-aware of when these excuses pop up, that you can have that awareness and not feel guilt and figure out how you can manage to make this work and include some of these things into your weekly routine. I think the more, based off what the parent said, is they choose not to go out because it may be work than fun. And I think a really another really important point to that stands out to me is that the more that you work on these things, the more desensitized to these situations your child will be and the easier it'll get for you and your child Um, Because you'll be working on this, you'll be practicing, and the more you get used to it, the more they get more used to it, the easier it's going to be for everyone as a whole and to really just stay patient. And sometimes this may look like that you're backtracking or, you know, some progress that you were making, all of a sudden it doesn't look like that and you're taking a few steps backwards and that is okay. And to really understand that, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into every single day with your child and why that may be. That doesn't mean that's going to happen every time and that's even going to happen the next time. So I think really staying patient and not making yourself wrong or bad when these situations do happen, but working through it and doing the best that you can and being easy and kind to yourself. Many parents like you can experience this. And some parents from our questionnaire responses, Linz, why don't you go read another response that we had? Yeah. So like Sarah said, like many parents experience this and can really relate. Maybe you can relate to this. We had a parent say, in the early years, it was difficult to go out in public because he would get overwhelmed with crying babies and children. We would have to leave the store, restaurant, or park if someone started crying. As he gotten older, that has decreased, but he still gets agitated. But now he has the tools like earplugs and headphones to help. You know, it might be difficult, but eventually you learn from this and you find the tools like earplugs and headphones and then you're able to do these things and those behaviors will decrease. So we have another response that you may be able to relate to. This parent said, I feel limited because my son's behaviors, we can't necessarily do the things we want to do or go to the places we want to go as we don't know how to react. 
Yeah. And you know, this quote really made me think of an experience I actually had when I was working with a family. I had a family I was working with and we were doing parent training and they were discussing how they were going to go on an airplane for the first time with their child. And they were really nervous and they were coming up with all these stories of things that how they felt like he was going to react to it and what may happen. You know, I I sat there and I, you know, I was like, yeah, some of these things may happen but we're not sure. We're not going to be sure until we try. We went out the first time and I went with them and we did a practice round at the airport. He actually did amazing. And we went out and he loved seeing the airplanes out the window. He did great in the security line. He had lots of questions, but he was just wanting to really understand what was going on because he'd never do it. And it was a novelty experience. The vacation went really well for them and the airplane went just fine. So I think it's really, it made me think of how you never know until you try. And some of these things, yeah, they may happen, but it may go completely different than you expected, even with other past experiences that you may have. It doesn't mean it's going to happen for this certain environment or when you do it this time. So just really to be aware of just taking that leap and trying because you won't know until you try. Thanks for sharing, Sarah. I think that's a really awesome story. I'm going to share another response from a parent. This parent said, I avoid playdates with other groups of children because I end up feeling sad when my kid does not play with the rest of the group. It is so stressful feeling like our lives and situations are different from the other families and their kid. So yeah, with this quote, I I do think, you know, it's hard. It kind of goes into actually our last episode, Lindsay, of the comparison aspect of it and just how we also avoid things so that we don't have to be in that comparison mode. But I do think it would be a great opportunity, not only for your child to be around other children and see what happens and take that risk, and also for you to work on the comparison aspect of it, where you're really just trying to be present with them and enjoying your time with them and around other families. So it kind of ties into both of our episodes so far. I did want to jump into you know some of the pitfalls of not actually going after those things that you love and you would like to do with your child or family, but you just feel like you can't because of past experiences doing those things and just knowing it's not going to work out. The work of preparing for that may be too much and worrying the entire time about your kid while doing these things. Right. It could be scary. It can be bring up a lot of fear and also maybe leave you a little isolated when you don't do those things you want to do and you haven't. You've just kind of accepted you just can't do those things. But when you don't do those things, you actually are losing exposure. Like Sarah said earlier, that kid's not being exposed to get out there. So you can actually work on those things that you might fear happening. Like maybe he's going to throw another tantrum in the store. And you actually might fail and fail and fail. But you will learn how to prepare for the next time. And there is other supports out there. If your kid is an ABA, Try to get them to help so you can go to these public outings or whatever it is. Go, you want to prepare for a family vacation and you can do those things with your family. There's a lot of support out there and ways to just come up with strategies. Yeah, that's a good point, Lindsay. And, you know, it may be ABA and it may be, you know, taking respite care and looking into that. It may be hiring a babysitter you feel comfortable with, or maybe just asking like a local neighbor next door that needs a little extra cash, a family friend that maybe can swing by, even if it's just an hour of your time. So I think those are all really good examples. And the fear of failure can happen and failure might happen. You just never know until you try, but the more you expose your kid and 
avoid less, there's another chance for success. And that ultimate feeling of success when it does happen and you do feel good about it is going to be worth all the times that you did try to see you and your family and your child in that place that you never imagined possible would be such a rewarding feeling. And the bottom line and the goal is wanting our kids to succeed and just for everyone to be happy and just dropping the expectations for yourself and your family because we may be limiting ourselves in these situations. Yeah, it just might take baby steps to get there, but really find something you really, really want to do and look for what ways to succeed. Like I said before, I had a parent that really struggled with taking their kid to the grocery store and running errands. This kid would throw a tantrum every time in the grocery store. They went out there, they kept trying, and some failure did happen, but that parent did learn to find tools and ways and strategies to really help succeed the next time. And in this moment, like say this happened to you, maybe you can relate to it. So you're in that moment, your kid has a tantrum again, and you feel like you failed again, or everyone was looking at you in the grocery store. A parent might say to themselves, you know, I'm never coming to the grocery store again. I took a chance. This isn't for him. Yeah. And I think being really aware and present to the meaning you're making out of things. So, you know, that one time that this big event happened or you make it into this really big thing of that, oh, you know, went to the grocery store, for example, like Lindsay just said, and through this major tantrum, it was super embarrassing. And then you make that mean that that might happen in every time you go to the grocery store or that this may happen in any other public outing. And just be aware of how you may be limiting yourself and avoiding things due to one experience. And it doesn't mean it's going to happen the next time. And, you know, these things are not easy to go after. And that's why we're here to empower you as parents. It's going to take work. And just to be aware and also take the meaning out of, oh, this is going to be more work and stressful than fun. And try to see a positivity side. It's just another chance and step towards possible success or whatever it may look like for you. So just kind of to be aware of your mindset throughout this. And if you can change it to one into positivity and hopefulness and just empower yourself as a parent, you really, you may have these opportunities for success and you'll definitely have these opportunities for practice. You know, the grocery store example I gave from a parent, you may be able to relate to, you may not. Each kid is different. But just we want you to look at it in your own shoes and from your perspective of situations you might go through and kind of take some of this feedback. Yeah, and I did want to add real quick, you know, like Lindsay said, that was a really good point that this is going to look different for every single child and individual. And to just brainstorm like those modifications, like in that other example we had where it may be earplugs or it may be headphones or these modifications that we can arrange to for your child and the environment just to experiment to see what may happen when we do these things. Um, so just trying out different things and strategies in a variety may really lead you to some that really hit home for you and may really work for you and your family. There's just so many strategies out there, like we said. So like caring for a child with autism is full of rewards, challenges, and unique experiences. It's about making choices, resolving conflict, finding the best possible solution for unexpected problems, and providing consistent love and unconditional respect for the amazing individual you are raising. With that being said, I really think it's time to wrap things up. Sarah, will you discuss some more of the key way takeaway points from today? 
Yes, of course. I think some of the key takeaways from taking care of yourself first, you always want to remember that your happiness is important and to take away all of those excuses you come up with that don't allow you to pursue the things that you want to do in your life that you are avoiding. And some key takeaways from those things that you avoid doing with your child to be aware of the fear of failure or past times you may have and not make this mean something for your future experiences. And that more exposure is one step closer to finding strategies and ways to help you succeed. And that these times where you will succeed will outweigh any of the times that you had this fear or that maybe you did have some failures along the road. And to just stay present to all this and be kind and easy on yourself and have the mindset of positivity over fear. With that being said, I want you to take an action for yourself. So take an action on for yourself and find something that you've given up for yourself. Come up with strategies that will allow you to make time to take that action, whatever that may look like for you. Take an action on for you, your family, and your child and overcome doing something you always avoid doing with them and come up with these strategies that will help you succeed in this manner. I want to take the time to also acknowledge you for taking the time to listen and how incredible all you parents are. It's inspiring to work with every day, and I know it could be challenging at sometimes, but you're doing the best you can, so keep it up. And we just want to thank you for listening today. We really encourage you to fill out our questionnaire forms and feedback on our website that are up now. Our podcasts and resources are designed from real parent feedback with what they are actually dealing with in life. It will make a big difference for this community when you tell us what support you need. Subscribe and look out for updates at awesomeautismparents.com. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Keep up the awesomeness.